welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Rich Dotson, here with my fellow nerd, Matt O'Hara. Yeah, boy. We're back better than ever. Uh-huh. It's August. Oh, man. Oh, I love August. Yeah, me too, man. Still hot. Kids go back to school. <laughs> I'm still hot. Well, that's what they say. Do they? <laughs> Do they really? Yeah, thank you. I think your wife does upstairs. Yeah. We have football coming on this weekend. Uh-huh. And then every weekend until uh, February. Base, man. It, oh. starts, it all starts this week. Oh, I'm so excited. I know, man. A little Hall of Fame game. I love it. I'm that I'm that nerd too that sits around and watches all the preseason games. Oh, I definitely watch the Hall of Fame game every year. Yeah, well, I'm talking about all le- the preseason at games. at least like the first two quarters. Yeah, man, you gotta watch your young yeah. guys. Yep, see how they produce. See what kind of news I can uh, right. get out of there. Usually, you can't get much. You know, by the time the fourth quarter comes around, the guys that won't be on the team. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, like there's like guys. you know sprinkled here and there. There may be a guy, but you say sprinkles. Yeah. I'm not a sprinkle guy, anyways. No, matter. me neither. My kids love them, but you know. Yeah, I don't get the whole sprinkle phenomenal or phenomena or what it does for you. Uh, I think it just adds a little bit of color to your life, man. Hey, we all need a little color in our life. There well, it go. is August, and we are now entering the football stretch to real live. Finally, all the work that we're doing, paying off, kind of points, kind of action, which is week one of the fantasy football league. Yeah, boy. And uh, week one's a big week. You want to start off one and zero. You want to start off, yeah. You you definitely do, but uh, don't don't fret if you lose that first week. A lot of crazy stuff happens, you know, first couple weeks. Yeah, don't even fret season. if you go zero and three. Yeah, first two or three weeks of the season is kind of figuring out who you're going to be getting in your lineups every year. True story. And there's no better way than to win than getting really good deals or getting out from under players at the right time. That's right. Mm-hmm. We're back. We're talking. Oh yeah. Buy low. Sell high. Okay. You know, before anybody steps in the field, we feel like now's a good time to do that, right? Yeah, man. You, you don't want ch- you don't want to sell low and buy high. You want it to be the other way around. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. You don't want to be suspended. You'd be sitting there with fat Justin Blackman. <laughs> Josh Gordon peeking through the windows. Hey guys, what's going on in there? Hey guys. Hey, hey, Josh Gordon. Beat you get it. out of here. Beat it. You know, you want a couple of nanograms of this. <laughs> so uh we're gonna talk about a couple guys that we feel like you should sell high on. And a couple guys you should buy low on. Right on. Some a little lower than others. Some a little higher than others. But in the meantime, let's talk some Dynasty news. Did I hurt your ears? Yeah, no, no, no. Let's do it, man. Oh, did I hurt your ears when I smashed it on the table? No, no. I felt like being aggressive. Like, you couldn't handle the truth kind of moment, you know? It definitely was. And um, But, yeah, let's do some news, though. Well, you know, like the fantasy footballers, they got all those, like, cool little, like, you know, drops when you go to, like, ooh, fantasy, Dynasty fantasy football news. We don't have those yet. No, not yet. You think we'll get those one day? A few more t-shirts. <laughs> That's right, guys. Uh, buy a few more t-shirts. But get, before we get into that, let's talk about a couple of players in the news that have relevance to your Dynasty Fantasy Football League. First one is Jalen Richard, running back for the Oakland Raiders. His name is in the news. He's an undrafted free agent out of Southern Miss. Uh, yeah, that's as much as I know as well. Him and Mike Thomas uh, are two boys from Southern Miss. Yeah, I mean, I really hadn't heard much until you had brought him up. He's 5'6", so. 207, and so far, uh, there's reports come out of training camp that he looks really, really good. He's in the hole really well, and he's already listed on the depth chart as the number three running back. Well, I mean, I think that's, um, I mean, I think that's great news uh, for him, like for his chances of making the team, which is, you know, half the battle at, at a running back position. And considering the guy he has, you know, who's atop of that depth chart, um, I like to keep a close eye, basically, on all these backup running backs. We're going to be talking about Latavius Murray later here. Uh, I just didn't want to name him now, since we we're going to talk I'm about him later. I'm winking if you can see it. What did you say? Yeah, <laughs> I'm winking into the microphone. No one else can see it, and plus I'm not looking at you, so that's really I mean, the big it. thing is, yeah, I mean, you have Latavius Murray there who didn't have, like, a fabulous 2015, and the Raiders weren't obviously, you know, blown away by this guy, and, you know... He has DeAndre Washington, who would be number two on the depth chart there. Right. I mean, who I think, um, you know, he's kind of the guy that I'm targeting to go out and, and, get, and get at this point. But, um, 
it's always newsworthy if there's another guy that you know, even a rookie, um, another who's making noise. Who's making noise. So yeah, definitely worth mentioning and keeping an eye on because a fifth round rookie and an undrafted free agent. I mean, both rookies. I mean, if one of them is clearly outperforming them, performing the other one, you know, they're gonna get this. They're get the chance. So yeah, I mean, if good. talent was a hurdle, right? Jalen Richard does not need long legs. <laughs> there you go. Good, good analogy. You like that one? Uh, yeah. So Jalen Richard, get on your waiver wire. He's gonna be on there. Jump on it. Add him oh, to your right. roster. Again, he's, he falls in that like Trevor Davis kind of category of guys you want to add during training camp and just kind of cut if they don't do anything or they even make the roster. But worth a gamble, right? Right. Notice. Yeah. I mean, I mean, especially um, I always try to keep at least a spot open for a developmental guy. Um. On mostly all my teams, yeah. if I can, you know that that's another reason why I do like the kicker. I was um, about to say, remind, why, why remind dri- people of your kicker right, strategy. Why, why I drive? Why, why so great? Yeah, I mean, especially like this year, uh, Roberto, however that you say, Aguayo. Aguayo. Yeah, I mean, he got drafted in the second round, so I picked him up in both my both my dynasty leagues just so I could have some roster flexibility. I, right now, I'm not holding any kicker. I know some people are like, oh, who cares? Um, but I mean, it's like I don't have to worry about it either now, and and I got him with last round picks, so that that enables me to pick up another guy that I kind of keep an eye on and almost make him another draft pick. So what he does is, since he did not explain it, is Matt likes to draft kickers every two years in his rookie drafts because if you have a taxi squad, which you should have in your dynasty league, and if you don't, go back and listen to our taxi squad episode and why you should have a taxi squad. But he likes to draft them because if you have your rookies in your taxi squad, that frees up a roster spot on your roster. So you can when you need it when your when your kicker's on a buy, you could bring up your kicker for one week and then put him right back in your taxi squad. Yep, if that makes sense. And you don't lose a spot, basically. You don't lose a spot. You don't lose any roster spots. It's it's all Except about of carrying two kickers. If you ter- carry two kickers, but if you I, have two sweet kickers, you don't want to like cut one. Right. So I mean, it's basically one of those things where I'm to the point in both of my leagues where my teams are pretty well set, top to bottom. And I don't have a lot of extra roster space, so I do it as a, like a flexibility thing, just to be able to bump a guy up and down my uh, taxi squad. It's not maybe. a bad maneuver, though. I I always like it. I thought every time I think about doing that, I'm like, I don't want to draft the kicker there. Just me. Yeah. Um. In other news, some bad news. Okay. But not not terrible news. No, no, no. These aren't. Yeah. CJ Procise will miss seven to ten days of training camp with a hammy strain. Um. It's just kind of one of those things. I mean, it. it it stinks for a rookie to miss time at all, um, but hammies can be one of those things that linger too. I mean, it says seven to ten days, but it's one of those things that could that could linger throughout all of training camp. If you don't let it heal all the right. way, it can linger. Right, it could be a problem, and definitely in you know Seattle with so many running backs. I mean, I just read read a blurb on Kristen Michael, you know, kind of showing things some things again. You got Alex Collins there. You got Thomas Rawls there. There's a lot going on in Seattle and in the backfield. Oh, and for CJ yeah. Procise to be missing time, that's never a good thing. I mean, it's just not a good – It's in my eyes, it's not a good thing um, just for a rookie's development to be missing those uh, pretty crucial practices there at the beginning as well. Yeah, I mean, because we like Cal- Alex Collins coming out of college, and this is a guy now coming week one of the preseason is probably going to get a lot of carries. Oh, he's going to get a ton, yeah. So I mean, we're going to see right away if this guy can – Tote the rock in the NFL, right? I mean, I think I think Seattle knows what they have in um, Michaels, so I mean they don't need to necessarily showcase him much. Um, yeah, Kristen, we all know about Kristen. He right. is he is what he is, you know. So at one time he was the mecca of all running backs. Exactly. So um, I just think that I mean they've had him on their team twice now already. So I think they just I think they know what they have basically. So week one seattle i'll be watching i want to take a look at alex collins and see what he does right you know what i mean and see right. where he is and keep that as a note in my mind and see if somebody obviously i can't go out and obtain him right away after that week one game but somebody i might want to go after um other news stevie johnson he's uh, got a boo-boo right he tore his meniscus there, that ain't right? good no he had surgery and everything so um the news for me coming out of that is basically who who had replaced him in a lot of those first team snaps uh, uh Second year wide receiver named Terrell uh or Tyrell Williams, guy from Western Oregon. He's about six foot four, um, two oh eight and like ran in the four fours and so I mean like he's like a you know, size speed freak. One of these guys that Philip Rivers has had over the years and, you know, really taken advantage of. 
a big guy that can get down the field. So for him to be getting first team reps already, it's uh, at least noteworthy in my eyes. Yeah, I mean, anybody gets first team reps is you always want to take notice of that. That's never something you want to just sweep under the rug. And again, yeah, somebody has good size, speed. Uh, there you got Keenan Allen. Right. I think there. this. I think a guy like that would would you know he would compliment Keenan Allen a lot more than uh, you know like uh, Travis Benjamin. Travis Benjamin. I'm just not a big fan of Travis. Oh, Benjamin. everybody hates Travis Benjamin. I I. I didn't like him on the Brown. I mean, he was our leading wide receiver on the Browns. I still didn't like him, and I'm a Browns fan. Well, we'll see. So I'm, well, not, I, I'm especially not going to like him now that he's not on our team. So you're going to sweep him under the rug too? Kind of. Like I don't. I don't. Over there I don't today. think he's that. I don't think he's that good. I don't think he'll ever repeat those numbers that he had. Well, that's going to be kind of hard. Those are target heavy numbers. Right. Okay. And another more news coming out about mm-hmm. somebody that we talked about a couple of weeks ago, Kevin White for the Chicago Bears. The, Number two overall dynasty rookie pick just two years ago. Right. Has so far, people are saying he's looked really good in camp. I believe it, man, because he um, looked really good pre draft. So. Jay Color says he's going to do big things. I know. I, I, and Jay, I trust. I'm targeting Kevin White in all my redraft leagues this year as my, my wide receiver four. I feel like there'd be, there'd be good value there on him. But for him, for if you own Kevin White because you missed all last year, it's, obviously it's good news. Oh, yeah. uh, his ADP is pretty high as it is, so it's not like somebody go out there and buy. But it's good news about Kevin White. It's just kind of worth mentioning, right? Uh, yeah, definitely. And um, another guy that we hadn't talked about, a rookie that um, is performing kind of well, that I've I've read enough things about that it's worth mentioning, Paxton Lynch. I know that um, they kind of had, you know, before training camp had started, they had kind of written him off and basically said that he's going to be taking a redshirt year. but it's already starting to come out that he's he's performing much much better than everyone had thought, and he's really stepping up. His Do you game. think they're pushing that narrative though, just because Mark Sanchez looks so bad already, and that Trevor Simeon's getting reps with the ones already over Mark Sanchez? Because well, n- butt fumbles terrible. Well, I mean, a but butt fumbles terrible, and that was part of the reason I drafted Paxton Lynch this year. It was in it was in one of my, my one of my teams where I kind of needed a young wide or a young quarterback influx. You so know, I Backstreet dra- Boy, you got him. Yeah, so I got him. Um, and it's because he had the least like impeded way to a starting job for me. True. I if, mean, other I mean, other than Goff, who was obviously just going to be if, if he if Paxton Lynch had a hurdle to jump over, that was a, and talent was a hurdle. Right. He wouldn't even have to jump. Right. He could especially, slip and slide. He could slip and slide across that bad boy. Especially with those long legs at six foot seven. Look out, butt fumble! I'm coming through yeah, on and, my belly. And Simi, I mean, that guy's he's. From everything that I've read and and seen, he's just he's got a like backup a, cube. He's a backup cube. He's got like a noodle arm. He can't actually function. In, in noodle arms are no good, right? So, um, so but Paxton Lynch has been, you know, he's been hitting deep bombs, throwing some nice, you know, touch passes and stuff like that, and looked really good on the move, which is a big part of Gary Kubiak's offense. So I think they got their quarterback that is going to kind of fit their system, and there's already good stuff coming out about him. So sounds good to me, man. Mm-hmm. I'm jumping on that train. So, back to the show title here. Mm-hmm. We're going to go to DynastyNerds.com. We're going to clickety-click on DynastyNerds.com, click on ADP. Right on. Boom, there it is. July. July 2016 ADP. Average draft position. So, this is done through five mock drafts mm-hmm. by you, the people. Uh, I'm going to see if you ever want to join a mock draft, which is fun and helps the website. You can just hit up at Dynasty ADP Kyle uh, and join all those, and we can find out what's the value of the players today. And again, ADP is important because I know, like Chad Parsons recently, he tweeted at me saying, "Hey, I hashtag Dynasty Trades when I tweet out, tweet out the ADP." He said, "What does that have to do with Dynasty Trades?" And I said, "Hey, what's a better gauge of judging?" you know, value than ADP. I mean, it shows right. what the people out there think of exactly. these players. Exactly. Right I, I mean, mean, right. You have, a, you obviously have a value set in your head for all of your players, but um, maybe, maybe the guy that you're trading with doesn't necessarily agree with you. So the, it's a nice way to like go and check, not necessarily your work and his work, but really the community's work and see where everyone shows this guy's value. And, it, and you know, it is a, a, a great gauge. As far as trade value. Yeah, I mean, if someone wants to trade for Devontae Parker and they're offering you, you know, Sterling Shepard, and you can hear, like, look, dude, he's getting drafted three rounds after, you know, this guy. Right. It's not 
It's not fair. I don't care if he's the next Odell Beckham. Or, you know, it doesn't matter. So I think ADP is a good tool to use for buying players, buying low, and selling high. So if you do want to buy somebody low, it's good to see what the people think of him right away. Because maybe the guy who owns him on your team is kind of in agreement with the people that are doing these mock drafts. Right. So again, ADP should always be checked on. And you should also be checking rankings too, because if you see, hey, you know, I respect Rich's opinion. Rich has this guy ranked here and his ADP is here. So I think there's good value here. There's a clear cut between rankings and ADP. Absolutely. You know, rankings are one person's opinion and ADP is the community's opinion. So going through the community's opinion, we're looking here at guys that we feel you can get good bang for your buck and a good return and sell high on. And some guys that you kind of buy low on because, you know, the dynasty world's kind of low on right now and you get good value on them. First guy on the list finds his name on the list again, and that's Jordy Nelson mm-hmm. for the Green Bay Packers. It's ADP of 28 right now. So he's coming right at the top of the third round of these drafts. He's ahead of guys like Devontae Parker and Brandon Marshall, uh, you know, even Jeremy Macklin. And now, granted, I wouldn't say I would take Jeremy Macklin over him, but at the same time, ADP of 28 shows me that he has really good value. Yeah, his, right value, his value is still sky high, especially coming off a year where, I mean, he missed the, you know, the entire year with an injury. Um, I think that, that for me, I, I'm at the point where I would sell high on the guy just because, just I mean, he's obviously getting older. 31. Yeah, the injuries. I mean, he's been a guy that's had a few injuries. You know, hip. He had a hip injury. Right. Then he had the ACL tear. Right. Now he's got tendon knees in his night, knee, his other knee. Right. And it's not a huge ordeal, but at the same time, these are just things that are going to keep getting worse and worse. And now I'm not saying again. I said this last time. I said to sell Jordy Nelson. I don't think Jordy Nelson's going to have a bad year. Now he tore his ACL, so it turned out to be a bad year. But at the same time, it's not about whether he'll have just. We're not saying sell high because he's going to bottom out. Right. It's just he still has really, really good value, and now's the time to kind of get out from Jordy Nelson where you can get a really good return. I mean, there's no reason you can't get a 2017 second and maybe a player. Right. Maybe one of the players that are on our buy low list here and a 2017 first-round pick for Jordy Nelson. And if you're competing and you're going for the title, obviously, you know, a lot of these aren't going to. Right, a lot of these sell things aren't going to really apply to the people that are contending, or, or you know, serious contender for a championship. But um, but it was weird. Right, actually, right before we sat down, I answered a tweet. It said, "Should I trade Devontae Parker for Jordy Nelson right now, before the season starts, and just get out from now?" And it's weird because Devontae Parker has an ADP of twenty nine, mm-hmm. and Jordy Nelson has an ADP of twenty eight. And I didn't even I didn't look at this. This is before I even came down to the studio. And my answer off the top of my head was, yes, I would trade Jordy Nelson for Devontae Parker. I'm going to take that gamble, and I'm going to take the young number one receiver there in Miami over a number one in in Green Bay that's kind of lost its luster in my eyes and kind of has nowhere to go but down to a deep, black, abysmal hole where there's no coming back from. I, I don't know if there's some deep, dark hole that he's going into, but I think Devontae Parker is, I mean, obviously the guy has... Immense talent. I mean, I think we've seen little flashes here and there. And for me, it's easy because, I mean, the guy is so much younger and his his pendulum has so much more to swing up, And, and whereas Jordy Nelson is obviously going to be coming down down the hill here soon. And, and, and his obviously his career is going to be ending much sooner. Yeah, I agree. So, again, we so both yes. concur on this guy that you should be selling now getting out, get some really good value here for Jordy Nelson. Dynasty, it lasts forever. Mm-hmm. Take Re- advantage. Remember that. Next guy on the list, Matt, is? Um, Michael Floyd at um, 36. Yeah, that's a surprise in ADP for me, for Michael Floyd, because I don't hate Michael Floyd, but to me, that ADP is just a little bit too high. He's a free agent after this year. There's no guarantees he's going to sign back in Arizona. Right. Uh and right now, there's guys he's ahead of, you know, at 36. I mean, Jeremy Macklin, John Brown, Golden Tate, Jordan Reed, uh, you know, some of these other guys out here, like, I'm just looking through the list here. Alan Hearns. I mean, it just kind of surprised me that Floyd's that high. And I like Floyd, but he's never been a wide receiver one. I, I'm, I've, got, I've been a guy that's always been kind of lukewarm on Floyd, and 
the prospect of him leaving the Arizona offense doesn't bode well for his value in my eyes. I mean, I just don't think I don't think there's a better offense that he's going to go to or you know in the NFL than a Bruce Arians offense that are that, that are really looking to get downfield and stuff like that. So and even if he resigns, not like Carson Palmer's got forever. But again, I mean, ADP of 36. 36 is just too high for me. Yeah, it's 20, 12, 24. Yeah, it's the very end of the third round. Third so he's round. a third round. You're right. getting third round startup value for a guy like Michael Floyd. This is a guy that's only scored over 1,000 receiving yards once. And that was back in 2013. He just broke that with 1,054 yards. Last year, he played in 15 games. He had 849 yards. The year before that, he played in 16 games. He had 841 yards. Okay. The year before that, he played in 16 games. He had 1,054, and his rookie year at 562. Again, playing all 16, uh, 16 games. So he doesn't even have. So he, I mean, those are like border. I mean, those are like wide receiver three numbers. Yes, you know, he's at, a wide receiver three. Yeah, so and he, that's what he is. He's a. He came with the the name value, right? Uh, and now he's people again. People are just thinking, hey, Arizona's offense with an ADP of 36. That's too good a value for a wide receiver three. That's too high for a wide receiver three. Time to get out. Absolutely. I you, mean, again. You find that person that values him that high as a wide receiver, you know, high high wide receiver two, and you sell to him. I mean, that's just the bottom line on that. I bet. mean, he's, Doug Martin's going after him. Yeah. That's a, that's a little silly in my eyes. Again, I'd rather, I'd rather gamble on a guy like I'd rather take C.J. Anderson, Carlos Hyde behind him if I'm going running backs. I'll, take, I'll flip Michael Floyd for a running back right now. And the community is just taking this guy way too high. I'm selling, selling, selling all day long. He went as high as 25 in one of these drafts. Yeah, that's crazy. And then he went 36 in a draft. And everywhere else, it's not even too much lower. He went 42, 44, and 44. Right. So people are just jumping on this on this bandwagon. I don't really get it. I mean, so none, nobody took him um, any later than the fourth round. I mean, that was the none. latest he won in those drafts. That's, I mean, that's pretty crazy. So even at 44, if you look down here at 44, Doug Martin's 45. Right. All right. Doug Doug Baldwin. I know they're gamble on Doug Baldwin. Um, Gio Bernard, who's down there. Michael Thomas for the Saints, who's looked absolutely terrific so far mm-hmm. in training mm-hmm. camp. The best receiver on the field, they're saying. Right. Uh right now. So if you can flip Michael Floyd for Michael Thomas, the rookie for the Saints this year, do it, do it, do it. I mean, who would you rather have? Michael Floyd or um Jordan Reed? Jordan Reed, by number far. two overall yeah. dynasty tight end. By, I mean, yeah. like, by far, and Jordan Reed is at 42. So, I mean, it's kind of crazy. It, it really is. And, again, this isn't – I'm not trying to disparage Michael Floyd. He is. He's a wide receiver three. Right. All right? Wide receiver threes are replaceable. Very replaceable. Gamble. Right. You know what I mean? I do – a lot of those players we just named uh, straight up. So, if you own Michael Floyd, jump on DynastyNerds.com, click on ADP, See who's behind him and start making moves out there to, to better your dynasty team. I couldn't have said it better myself. Let's talk about another guy to sell here. All right. Moving down the list. What do you think about selling, again, for the second time I've said this, Eddie Lacy? Yeah, man. Even skinny Lacy, man. It's, it's still time to sell for me. Yeah. I mean, he's got an ADP right now of 47. Correct me if I'm wrong. Did he come into camp um, still at like 240 pounds? Even, but slimmer. But slimmer. Like, geez, man, how big was he really last year? Like 260, 265? I mean. He's a big dude. Yeah, man. for real. Like, if he's coming in at so, quote, unquote, skinny at 240, uh, he had to be pretty hefty last year. So I feel like I'm repeating myself because I've, I've said to sell Eddie Lacy before. And anybody, everybody that took my advice thanked me a lot. Well, yes. I mean, especially last year. I did it. I sold him two years ago straight up for DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, I've already read reports that him and Starks are going to be splitting carries. Yes. So. They want to split carries evenly for the first couple of weeks, and right. then so see, they save Eddie Lee down the, down the road. Slash see, how, see who's running better, basically. Yeah. I'm not letting this get into the season. Mm-hmm. Now the ADP of 47, I would much rather have Carlos Hyde. I'd rather have Alan Hearns. I'd much, much rather have C.J. Anderson. Deion Lewis, Travis Kelsey, Michael Thomas, LaShawn McCoy. LaShawn McCoy has ADP right now of 59. That's almost 10 rounds. It's, wait, that's more than 10 rounds. It's almost a whole full round after Eddie Lacy. 10, 10 picks, yeah. Yeah. Why would you take Eddie Lacy ahead of LaShawn McCoy who catches the football? I have no Who's idea. a dynamic running back who's going to get fed a ton of carries there in Buffalo yeah, who man. doesn't have a lot of competition. So what? They're bringing in Reggie Bush. What has Reggie Bush done for any fantasy team in the history of fantasy teams? 
Um, not much until you know since two thousand and eight. Yeah, what do you have? One good year or something <laughs> right, like right. that. Yeah, I, I was just suck it, Bush. Pulling that number out of my butt. Best thing I ever did was tap Kim Kardashian. <laughs> there, I said it and win a Heisman. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. They can all go. Eddie oh. Lacy, just come on, sell Eddie Lacy. Just get rid of him. You've been preaching him to you know to get rid of him for a couple of years now. So yeah, he this, doesn't this catch footballs. As, yeah. He's touchdown dependent and one of the one of the best quarterbacks in the league. He all gets some goal line carries, but on third downs, James Starks is in there anyways. He's not a fantasy point producer. He's a running back that's on a really good team. Wouldn't surprise me if the Green Bay Packers let him walk and go get one of those awesome running backs that would be clamoring for in the seventeen. I'm going to say it now. I don't think the head coach really likes him. I, think, I don't like him. I think he's fat, and I don't think he likes his skill set. And I think that's what he thinks of him. He's right. a limited running back, right. man, with who still obviously holds value in the dynasty world here at 47. 47? Who yeah. is taking him at 47? I don't know, man. It, okay, not everybody. Well, here, okay, it is a little skewed because he's at 47. Somebody took him as high as 34 <laughs> and 27, and then he went 54, 53, 62. I'm still good. He's off my draft boards when it comes to pretty much dynasty startups. I mean, I'll never take him high where I think he needs to go. I'd rather game on a guy like Thomas Rawls. I'd much rather have Kobe Fleener, who's also looked terrific in Saints camp at 73. I mean, come on. Eddie Lacy. Eddie Lacy. Go eat a burger. Go eat. <laughs> tub of goo. Pull yourself up to a buffet. Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with being a tub of goo. There's not. But if you're going to play in the NFL and you don't play the offensive line or defensive line, you really shouldn't be a tub of goo. True statement. You're on the move over there. What are you talking about? <laughs> okay. Eddie Lacy, check. See ya. Mm-hmm. Sell, sell. Sell, sell. If you sell. don't believe me, you should have believed me a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. You could have got DeAndre Hopkins because I did. Because you did. Sucker. Juan, you stupid bastard. <laughs> uh, it. Schooner is a sale. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 74 ADP. Value um, is yeah. We kind of touched on this guy um, in the Latavius. Yeah, in the beginning there, Latavius Murray at seventy four. For both of us, that's just way too high. Considering, I mean, I think the coaching staff is trying to replace him basically. So, I mean, I I'm not sure if either one of these younger guys are going to be the guy going forward. I think this is kind of their year to prove it. And if not, they're they're going to get a guy next year. Yeah, I mean, the coach. This is one of those teams that smells like a team that's going to be getting a running back next year to me. Yeah, I mean, the Raiders offensive coordinator, Bill Musgrave, said he's hoping to get help at the running game. They've been constantly in offseason trying to improve the run game. Latavius Murray's 26 years old. He's not a young buck. He's six foot three. Not, I mean, he's really fast. He's explosive. He's not a long term investment. He's just not. And if you, if you see that, I, you're looking through the wrong glasses. Right. I mean, the guy, they cut uh, Roy uh, Hallou over the weekend, so he's no longer even there. And it's just kind of one of those things where I wouldn't be surprised if, I mean, Latavius is going to be on this team no matter what, but I wouldn't be surprised if they brought in a one of the running backs that gets cut, you know, towards, towards the, the year. Yeah, towards the end of camp or whatever. I so. mean, you got Melvin Gordon at ADP of 83, which is, all, you know, again, almost 10 picks behind him there. I'd much rather gamble him. You have Jeremy Hill at 86. Give me him. Give me DeMarco Murray at 88. I mean, that's, cr- I mean, that's crazy to me. That Over DeMar- Latavius. De- yeah, La- that Latavius is higher than DeMarco Murray. I mean, and what are you, so, uh, yeah. to be honest with you, if I'm just looking purely at the running backs, I would rather have Forte for the next year than have Latavius. Oh, yeah. Matt, <laughs> Matt Jones, I'd rather gamble on him. Right, right. Danny I mean, Woodhead at 96, I'd rather gamble on him. Right. So it... To me, I've never been a guy that really liked Latavius Murray, so um, that ADP for me is just nuts. So. And I think I see why it's a little askew, though, at the oh, same time. Oh, gosh, yeah. One, one person took it at 49. That's ridiculous. So he, Raider, looked, Raiders fan has to you know, be. he's at 74. No, because you see a guy took him at 75, 80. So he's right around there. So there, th- was, there was actually two outliers. There was a guy that took him all the way at 100, 100, and then there's a guy that took him So the guy that took him at 100 kind of offset that 49 right, a little bit. right. Which kind of gets him right back to his 75 ADP. That's what's good about the ADP. It always evens itself out. Right on. But again, somebody, somebody out there values Latavius Murray. I sold Latavius Murray last year for a first-round pick. Now, it ended up being pick 112 this year. But That's I'll fine. take, the, I'll take yeah. Hunter Henry yeah. over him. Absolutely. I'll take uh, Mr. Hammy himself, CJ Process. I'll take Devontae Booker <laughs> over uh, so I would definitely take Devontae Latavius Booker. Murray. Yep. Um, last guy on the list here. 
Um, ADP of 31. Yeah, so we kind of circled back to this guy. Um, but go ahead. You, you explain. You're the one that brought him up, and I, I kind of... Oh, Fell sure. in line. Yeah, yeah. Kelvin Benjamin is ADP of 31, right? Now, Kelvin Benjamin, again, this isn't a bad dynasty player, but he had a big year because he was force-fed the ball. This is a guy that only really caught 50% of his targets. Right. That's not good. No, that's horrible, man. And that's what he came into the league with. I mean, he, was, he had hands issues, and he was, like, real stiff. You know, so that was that was the, those are the things that concerned me going into the uh, the rookie his rookie year. Yeah, and he'll still be force fed the ball, but they're going to look for other receivers. I mean, Devin Funchess is going to take another step this year. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't be surprised if they bring somebody else in as well. But I just feel like a Kelvin Benjamin's not going to be catching touchdowns. Like his value is going to drop a little bit this year, and I can see his value just dropping and dropping. Not nothing really where it's too low. But right now, I think he just benefits from being the number one receiver. But it's kind of hard for me to really see that kind of keep going. To to me, he's a he's a wide receiver that doesn't have all the tools. Yeah, he doesn't do everything. He's a guy that's gonna he's gonna be very like you said d- dependent on touchdowns. So to me, that's a little bit too volatile of you know of a value week to week to really have him at thirty one. Yeah, again, I mean, I don't know if like a good running back there, Doug Martin and a pick or something. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If I, if, what if you can get Doug Martin a second-round pick in 17, which will hold pretty good value next year? Um, Calvin Benjamin, just one of those players right now with an ADP of 31. I just don't – He's when I saw it, I was like, you know what? I don't really see that really jumping up too much in the future. Uh, if anything, it's going to go down right, a little bit. Right. And maybe it's not down a lot, but down enough where I like to sell high. I'm, I like to sell high on guys that I don't truly believe in, and Kelvin Benjamin falls perfectly in this category for me. Guy that doesn't overly produce, you know, doesn't wow me with his production, and I'm going to get out high on him. And to me, this seems like a good peak, so why not get out now? I agree, man. Okay. So just like the stock market, get out when you, when you think you're at, at a high point. So some guys that we feel like you can get really good value on because of their ADP. Number one on the list with an ADP of 207, Spencer Ware. Mm-hmm. Running back for the Kansas City Chiefs. Just signed a contract extension there as well, and he's pretty much a clear-cut running back behind Jamal Charles. I mean, that's basically how, how it's been portrayed in the media and stuff like that, and they've even come out and said that he's catching more balls, um, which is, I mean, that's really actually bad news for Chuck, Chuck Hendrick West. You know, yeah. If Spencer Ware is going to add that to his repertoire and he's going to be a guy that's catching passes out of the backfield as well, that kind of just makes Spencer Ware like a... a true complimentary back if Spencer Ware was to be the workhorse. Yeah, Trekendrick West never really kind of overwhelmed me last year, and mm-hmm. but Spencer Ware did when he came in. Right. And he looked pretty good. I mean, right now he looks like he's the clear-cut goal line back there when they get to that position. And if they're, like you said, if they're going to give him passes and bring him down and pass him down as, as well, to me it says, hey, we want this guy on the field. Right. Because otherwise there's no even reason trying to work him in a passing game when you have somebody like Trekendrick West. And again, with the ADP of 207, He's pretty much, you can get him for nothing. And, I mean, that's actually, you know, 10, 11 spots behind Shark Andrick West. So, as of now, I mean, our ADP shows that they're pretty close in value, but people are still maybe believing a little bit more in Shark Andrick West than they are in Spencer West. Yeah, I mean, people are taking Kiaris Garrett ahead of him, Vance McDonald, uh, you know, Tyler Irvin ahead of him. To me, that doesn't make sense. I mean, if you're going to gamble, that's fine. But why not take Spencer Ware is just one of those guys that you're trading for, you know, if Jamal Charles goes down, he's going to help you win. Right. And he might oh, be like big time. I mean, yeah, he might be one of those guys too, that, you know, during a, during a, a rough patch, like during a bye week or something, you might be able to throw in there. And if he scores a touchdown, which you should have an opportunity to do, he help you out, but he still might give you enough, a couple points there where you can still be kind of like, okay, I'm not happy. I got to start Ben Spencer where, but Better than the alternative, yeah. And with Jamal Charles, all those injuries racking up, man, there's no reason not to believe that it can't happen again and happen again soon. So Spencer Ware, he's somebody that I've been, we've we've kind of been preaching his name for a while now, Mm -hmm. and it's not catching on in the Dynasty community. You guys aren't listening to us. I don't know what your deal is. Why even download a podcast? Huh? Why even listen? I mean, honestly. I mean, what am I spewing here? (laughs) Garbage? Huh? Am I a garbage man or am I a podcaster? You are a podcaster. I can vouch for that. Okay. Spencer Ware. Jump on it. Mm-hmm, Jump on mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. Jump on that Spencer Ware. Moving on. Number 263. 
a nomination by you yourself. Well, this is a guy that, um, I mean, I think a lot of people have forgotten about kind of, um, and he's only been in the league, I think this is his third year, uh, Jay Samaro, uh, tight end for the Jets. Why would you forget about him? Um, basically because he's been forgettable for the past two years. What did he do last year? Um, he was injured. The entire year. The entire year. Easy to forget about guys that don't play. Yeah. So, I mean, and the year before that, I mean, his rookie season, he, w- he was um, – he just didn't have much of an impact. No, so, not at all. He was dropping balls and yeah, stuff. Yeah, and, and he looked terrible. But uh, terrible. Appar- apparently in, in training camp so far, he's looked really good, catching everything, um, which is a good sign. Because, in, I mean, he didn't really show that in college. He, t- he caught a ton of balls in college. Um, they lined him up all over the place in the slot. They moved him around. Um, so that's kind of what – these are the kind of reports I was expecting to eventually hear. I, I know tight ends take a while. So what year is this for him? This is his magic third year. So um, We love the third-year tight ends. We do. So Jay Samaro at 263 I think is just great value, and uh, I would definitely be trying to buy low on this guy. Yeah, I feel like with you have nothing to lose with an ADP of 263 Again, what? it's like, hey, here's a quarter. Can well, I have uh, Jason Morrow? Yeah, I mean, if you live on, you, if you live by our rules, you know, I mean, the tight end, somebody is either going to have to like be thinking about promoting this guy, or they were just struggling with the idea of promoting this guy after the two years that he's had. So there's a chance that you can go in there and swoop in and be, and and they might be willing to just accept anything to maybe yeah. clear out a roster spot that they didn't really want to, you know, to. to to hold down for this for this guy that's really hasn't done anything. I mean, he's behind Lance Kendricks, Blaine Gabbert, Jermaine Curse, it's cra- James White. Right. I mean, it's crazy low. Two sixty three. Roger Lewis, Nick Vanette. Right. It, it's 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 <laughs> Cameron bad. Cameron Artis Bain. <laughs> Who are these people? So so for me, I'm gonna go back to um, kind of trust what I my assessment of him coming out of college. And I think he's worth going to get, especially with the good news coming out of the training camp. Hey, off topic real quick. I just want to mention this as well, because I'm going to see his name right here with the ADP of 236, which might be kind of thrown in here, which we didn't talk about before the show. But Darren Sproles uh, just signed that little extension there with Philadelphia as well. Ryan Matthews already a little banged up there. Sproles might see a solid little fantasy production year here in a PPR league. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised at all. Um, I think... um, it's an ankle again for, uh-huh. for Ryan Matthews. He seems to always have these kind of like nagging little things yeah, little going on. All, yeah, injuries. all over. I mean, and they, they, he misses games. He doesn't really fight through them. Yeah, so, he's a little bitch. Basically, I didn't want to say it, but he's a little bitch. I said it. Yeah. So, um, I could definitely see him playing a bigger role than people think this year. So at 236, that's, I mean, it wasn't really even off topic. That's a good buy low. Yeah, I mean, I'm just looking at him. I'm like, wow, right. Darren Sproles at 236. Like, if right. I need somebody, because he's kind of one of those small, Little scrawny backs has shown though that he can carry the rock if needed. Like he can be a running back, you know what I mean? Even though oh, he's yeah. really small. So with that, with them signing him, kind of showed, hey, we kind of need Darren Sproles this year. The team kind of believes in him. I think just looking at the top head, we missed that one. I think he might be a really good buy low too for like a year. Like these are guys you can kind of sit on for a year if need be. Um, yeah, I mean that's the same reason I was kind of um, looking towards Wendell Smallwood. I mean, just because I, I, he's Ryan Matthews is a guy I just don't trust. So. And I don't trust him either. But at the same time, Wendell Smallwood to me is not somebody the Eagles are going to give the ball to and trust as like a running back. He's going to be a third down back that catches the ball in the backfield. Where Darren Sproles, if need be, not ideal, can be that guy. That get, I mean, small, Smallwood is bigger than Sproles. Yeah, but small. I, I don't see. I've seen Sproles tote the rock. You know what I mean? I can't see. No, I, I get you. I get you. I don't. It, it's kind of. I know that's the thing. Sproles is a small running back, so it's kind of hard to say that. But I've seen Sproles been hand. You've seen him do it, so you know yes. he can. That's all you're trying to say. I, I can't you. articulate what I'm thinking. I got in my you. Head. I got you. I'm just seeing Sproles coming out of the backfield, juking to the left, juking to the right. <laughs> Next on the list. Next on the list is a guy that um Chris Hogan. Chris Hogan. So yeah, I mean, I think he's a guy that I mean, when he initially moved from Buffalo over to New England, we kind of tipped our hat and said, hey, that's a, this is a great spot. I mean, New England went after him, too. It was a restricted free agent type of thing where Buffalo basically couldn't match it. And um, so Belichick is a guy that, I mean, he almost did the same thing with Wes Welker. He's a guy that's in his division. He sees him. He's seen him now for, you know, and had pretty good tape on the guy. And then he goes out and, and targets him in free agency, you know, 
Wes Welker was obviously a trade, but um, definitely at at, like at one thirty. Yeah, he's a restricted free agent, and Belichick went after him. That says a lot to me. Signed yeah. a three-year, twelve million dollar deal with New England. Right. So the Patriots do like this guy. He's getting reps with the first team already, and reportedly he's catching everything. Yeah, I mean, with Edelman down um, and Amendola out, they're both out of the lineup right now. I think they're on the pup. I mean, he's getting all the reps, and, and he's just going to be building a really good Yeah, report. I trust Bill in this situation. I feel like Chris Hogan is, like, really good value with a – now, his ADP is 135, so it's not like it's too low, no, but low um, enough for a guy that might end up – when we're talking, okay, so you have Michael Floyd all the way up here at – 36 right as a wide receiver three as a wide receiver three there's no reason for me not to believe at 27 years old entering his prime that chris hogan can't be a wide receiver three this exactly. year in this offense if he does this and again you're talking about a hundred pick difference here right for almost what could be almost the same production here and there's no reason why you can't flip michael floyd for chris hogan and something else right and i'm and being like the genius out of the group because you're getting some good value here I totally agree, man. You might be getting very, very similar production. Yes. Get them. Get them, get them. Get them. Next on the list, Nelson Aguilar. Mm-hmm. Now, Nelson Aguilar has an ADP of 145. To me, this just falls in the line of people giving up way too early. To- me, uh, totally. I mean, I think there was, I mean, there was some bad, obviously, offseason stuff going on there with him and a, a, a lady in a nightclub or something like that. Uh, but those charges were dropped. Nothing ever came of it. Or not dropped the you know they didn't press any charges the district attorney, um, so yeah I, I mean as far as I don't I don't think there could be better news than you know Chip Kelly getting out of town and Doug Peterson coming in town for Nelson Aguilar yeah and this is a guy that was just dra- drafted six overall in your rookie draft last year right I mean he's a first round pick he's he's definitely going to get a good opportunity and he's right across from Jordan Matthews I think those guys are like the the building block foundation for their wide receiving core going forward for years, basically. So um, I don't see why you would, you know, I, me personally, there's a guy right above him at 144, Malcolm Mitchell that, I mean, why would you want Malcolm Mitchell over Nelson Algalar? A, no a fourth round pick out of Georgia. I mean, that go, that's remember, going to a fir- remember this guy was a first right. round pick last year, right? He was a first round pick last year. Now he has an ADP of 145, just like that. Because you hate what he's seen. Now, listen, I'm not in love with Al Galore right now. Like, I'm not thinking he's like the second coming, but he was a first round pick. All right. He was drafted higher than Jordan Matthews. I mean, I think this system is going to fit him better than, than Chip Kelly's, where yes. they were asking him to block so much. And, and I mean, they, Chip, Chip Kelly's offense, year one and year two, just, I mean, it just seemed so much different. It seemed like he finally started getting things that he wanted and just wanted to run the ball. And all he, did, all he wanted was big wide receivers to block. And it was just, it, it it ended up being something you you as a fantasy owner you didn't really want to pick, uh, any part of. No, so. he's, he's going to start this year. Right. He's going to play, even if he doesn't have a huge year this year. There's no reason to believe that he needs another year to develop. Remember, some players just take longer. Not everybody comes out of the gates just blazing. Yeah, right. yeah. So he needs time. I mean, he had good college tape. I mean, I enjoyed what I saw on his tape last yeah, year. Absolutely, coming out of college of USC. So to me, I just feel like everybody's jumping ship way too early. These are guys I like to target, guys that were really high rookie picks the year before, and then all of a sudden they just like their value drops drastically, mm-hmm. and you can go out there and get them for again one forty five. That's not much, right? I mean, there's no reason to believe you can't give up maybe a late second. Why not even try a third round pick here for Nelson Aguilar, maybe something else? It's worth the gamble, right? It definitely is worth the gamble at that at that price. So, all right, last guy on our list. Arian Foster. Arian Foster. I never thought we'd say go buy Arian Foster. I didn't think those words would ever come out of my mouth. But, no. Um, go ahead and explain the rationale uh, a little bit. because uh, You said you saw the name on a list, but you didn't really want to back it I, up until I brought it up here. Right. And here's the way I'm saying it. Again, this, is, this isn't, not everything in Dynasty is forever. Some things are short-term plays. Sometimes, we did a whole show on it before. It's called Small Traits. We did a show, I think, almost one year ago to the date right around this time okay and the show is called small traits and what that was all about was some people go out to make try and make big trades. it's always about that big trade the blockbuster trade but a lot of times it's it's a small trades that help you win championships guys that you're training for like all these buy low guys that help you win they produce and arian foster right now just got signed by the dolphins 
JGI already has like a new a knee bruise or something like that, mm-hmm. so he's already a little mm-hmm. banged up. And will Aaron Foster likely get hurt? Yes, likely will get hurt. But right now he's ADP a value of one seventy four, so it's extremely low. You can basically get the guy dirt cheap, and, and he, people are probably looking to get out right. if they're not contenders for anything. They, they're probably looking. I'll take whatever I can get for Aaron Foster. Right. Before this, is this guy, is, before this is totally derailed and he's done. Yeah, he's going to an Adam Gase offense who knows how to do work with uh, passing running backs mm-hmm. like he did with Matt Forte. Right. There's not many running backs in the league that catch the ball better and do more things with the ball in his hands than Aaron Foster. The problem with Aaron Foster is not his talent. It's his body. It just doesn't hold up. But with him with the football in his hands, he could be electric. And he's going to a good football team right now that has, you know, good receivers and up-and-coming QB who is in a make-or-break year with a new head coach that wants to get a good, well-balanced offense, and Aaron Foster should benefit from all right, this. Right, right. He should just drop right in and, and be able to hit the ground running and, and, and be like a, a really, really good value. He could be a really high-end running back two right. to running back one, and if he stays healthy, he could be a running back one all year long. Again, I understand that he probably won't be healthy all year long, but right now his value is so, le- so cheap. If he can win you five to six games in your league, that's huge. Definitely when every game counts in your dynasty league because mm-hmm. of the parity of good teams out there as well, you need that little bit of edge. So if he's not there for you for the playoffs, I'm okay with that. If I can start him and he helps me b- build my points up where maybe I tie for fourth place, but I have 10 more points than this guy and I get to, I get to buy this right, year right, because right. of this guy, because of Arian Foster. So if I, don't, if I don't have him all year long, I'm okay with that. But with an ADP of 174, I'm, I'm going to put out feelers and try and get him. I already, in our Dynasty Nerds League, contacted the guy who has Aaron Foster and said, hey, are you willing to trade him? His response was, maybe. Uh, it didn't seem very over-enthusiastic. His team's not even that good. <laughs> but he's, he's going, holding on. He's going down with the ship. But I'm going to try. He's something I'm going to try and get right. now. Even, even more before, like, I don't expect to see a lot of him in the preseason because, again, he's too fragile right. uh, to do that. But I like Aaron Foster. I'm buying just for this year, you know, not, not a long-term investment, but the price you have to pay isn't a long-term ter- investment price. So why not go and get somebody who might put up running back one numbers? I don't see anybody else back here at 174 that can even give you remotely close to the production that Aaron Foster's going to get you on anywhere near this list. Right. I mean, that's just the truth. So that's why I say buy low on Aaron mm-hmm. Foster. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I mean, with that rationale in mind, uh, I can jump on board. For the price. For the price, Arian Foster is a yes. good guy. As Bob Barker said, would say, the price is right. The price is right. The price is wrong. <laughs> oh, Adam Sandler, you silly man. Um, so that's that. Got some other news coming out here. I think we're going to open up September Madness. Nice. Got a lot of tweets coming out through. So I think next week, uh, this week, I'm going to have to talk to our uh, program guy on the other side behind the scenes of the website here to open that back up. But Look for it. I'll be tweeting it out. Uh, we're going to open the September Madness. I think we're going to keep it open for the start of the season. So as they fill up, we'll just start another one, fill up, start another one. Just keep them coming, huh? Yeah. Now that I, get, now that I work for ESPN, I'm going to pimp those on ESPN, too. Nice. Use my ESPN power. There you go. I got an email. Flex today. those muscles. It was from uh, one of the producers of the show. And he said, oh, welcome to the team, man. I'm like, I'm part of the team. <laughs> So uh, September Madness, look for it. I know I've got a lot of tweets about people that missed out on it or want to join another one. Hell, I need to join another one because I have Tyler Eifert in all mine, so I have to do another one. Right. And we did other ones, what, a couple months ago, the very first week mm-hmm. of April. So I feel like I'm ready. Like, I'm going to draft a different team. So, oh, yeah. There's a lot that's happened. So I'm all about doing another September Madness. Yeah. Some of those, some of those early ones are going to be silly, man. Yeah, they will be. Yeah. Those, are, those are gonna be good ones, it's though. It's fun, though. Yeah, you have just Absolutely. as good of odds. You'll still only have to beat six teams to win a thousand bucks. Right? No, I know. It's just gonna be some of those teams are gonna look silly by the by the start of the season. It's gonna be fun. And okay, and these. So if we have new listeners and you don't know September Madness, since say you just started listening, September Madness is sixty four fantasy teams broken down into sixteen team uh, conferences. Four sixteen. Four sixteen yep. conferences. All you have to do is beat four teams or six teams to win a thousand dollars that's it yeah it's only goes for six weeks basically week one the playoffs start that's it you're in the playoffs week one you win or you go home right and there's no like waiver wires that you just draft it and and yeah it's a best ball league you draft your team your best lineup automatically starts it's 20 bucks to get in if you win your conference you win an awesome dynasty nerds t-shirt 
if you come in second place, you win like 400 bucks, something yeah, like that. I can't, I can't remember. remember off the top of my head either. If you come in first, you win 1000 bucks. There you go. 20 bucks. That's a what? I'm not a mathematician. What was that, like 500 to 1 on your money? Sure. 50 to 1 on, 50 to 1 on your money. 1000 to 1. 50 to 1. <laughs> whatever it is. It's cold. And hey, that's cold, hard cash. That's straight cash, homie. Uh, so take a look for that on 9 I will be tweeting them out if you're interested. Uh, if you have any questions, you can hit me up on Twitter at Dynasty Rich. I'm at Dynasty Matt. You can hit us up at Dynasty Nerds on Twitter. If you want to support the website, you can always buy Dynasty Nerds t-shirt. They're on sale. They're so comfy. They're so not on sale. Yeah. We can't discount the price. We need money. Yeah. I'll just be robbing you guys of cool stuff. Yeah. Somebody's got to pay for this damn website. <laughs> you got to pay for it. Oh, and if you look on DynastyNerds.com now, we added more rankers. Nice. So I was like, you know what? We have uh we sold one more t-shirt this month and we could pay one more person to do rankings. Like I said, all the money that comes in for the t-shirts goes right back into the website. And now instead of just having three people do our rankings to average out, we have five. Nice. And Win Smith is working on his. He has very limited time. So we do have kind of have six. He's doing it here and there. So eventually we'll have six. But right now we have five rankers. Me, Tyler Gunther, Corey Evans, at P Win Dynasty, and newly added to the list at Fantasy Outlaw. Nice. So we got five rankers. The more rankers we have, the better, more, more mama jokes you get. Your mama jokes. <laughs> right. Get it? Rankers. I got you. Yeah. Well, I, some people probably are like, what are these people are talking about? They don't get it, man. But the more people that rank, the better ranking system we will have. Absolutely. But to get people to rank, we got to give them cold, hard cash. Straight up cash. The, only get, the only way we get cold, hard cash is you click on com and buying T-shirts. Um, and in the meantime, if you want to support the website and the podcast freely, just go to iTunes and leave us a rating and review. I read them every week. You should leave me a rank and a review. Just let me know. Even if you hate us, if you think we have peanut butter in our mouth, in our mouth just let just us know. Just let us know. We'll we talk en- more clearly. We enjoy them all. I understand. I may have a speech impediment here and there, but that's okay. No I big, talk too fast. No big deal. No big deal. Give me a little bit of jelly on top of that peanut butter. <laughs> so there's that. Um, I know before the season, we don't know when, but we're going to give a week, we're going to do a t-shirt giveaway. Every week we say it, we just can't figure out how we're going to do it. Yet. We're going to think of an idea this week and next week we're going to be giving one away. I think we've been saying this for like three weeks. Yeah, I know, but we're going to do it. It's called a tease. But this week, enjoy some football. Right on. Right. Little, mm-hmm. uh, hall of fame game. That's going to be amazing, dude. Hopefully no one gets hurt. Hopefully no one gets hurt. Yeah. We'll be back next week. Until We're going to do second and third year breakout players. Nice. That's a good topic right there. Uh, I like it. Busting loose. I bet Kevin White's going to be on that list. Mm-hmm. You know it. I got a few people in mind, but I'm not going to. Don't, don't, don't. I'm not going to spoil the show. Don't spoil the show. People too, People are on the edge of their seats for this show. I know. People are like, can you do this show six days a week? And I'm like, no. Yeah. I have barely no free time as it is. <laughs> I work six days a week. All, All right. right. See you next week. Adios. Tell him, Steve Dave. Tell him, Steve Dave. Ready, set, Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. Make sure to check us out at DynastyNerds.com for up-to-date Dynasty insight. And follow us on Twitter at Dynasty Nerds.